what an exciting church to come to. <laughs> Nothing ever ceases to amaze me here. I love coming to this church because I love to hear y'all praise. Man, y'all get me excited every time. You get me pumped up. I was already kind of uh, not scared, but this is the first time I finally got to preach with Brother Terry. We've been friends forever. Amen. A long time. I've heard him preach, but he's never got to hear me preach. We've been at Emmaus together for a long time. And uh, matter of fact, when this happened to him, when it first happened, we were supposed to work together on that walk. And I'm telling you what, it's a blessing. It's an honor for you to be here. He is such a mentor to me and, and such an encouragement. And that's what we're going to talk about today is encouragement. Uh, God has called us to encourage one another. And we know, every, as, as we all know, life is hard. Especially for some short guys like me and Jeff. When you can't reach the top of the shelf, yeah, we got them little, I got grabbers all over the house now. Yeah. I get to, my clothes are cheaper, I, and I can dress myself now because I got the granimals, you know, where they you got the tag to match the tag. Yeah. It's great. But, uh, you know, a person can get discouraged in life, you know, with finances, with your relationship. Uh, with your future, with your work. You know, you can get all discouraged over that. And, and let me tell you something. Discouragement is just a thief. It is. It's a thief. It robs your joy. It robs your peace. It robs your comfort. You know, it, it robs everything that you have that's even joyful. That's your smile. It, it robs everything. Your love. And let me tell you, brothers, I know... Uh, and discouragement comes in, and, and, if, and if you're discouraged for a long time, if you're discouraged and you keep being discouraged, then things will creep in. Things will creep in Amen. like depression, like no hope, Amen. loneliness. Amen. Everybody been, anybody been there? Amen. I mean, I tell you, it's, it's something terrible to be a part of, and I, and I, don't, I don't like it at all. Uh, you know, there's self-pity, there's doubt. You know, I, and I'm going to tell you something, and, and uh, I've only told this one time, and, and some of you may know, and some, Jeff knows, uh, Terry knows, but uh, <clears throat> this is very hard for me. Uh, you know, you look at me and you, you say, well, he's a godly man. Uh, yeah, I love God, but I let this discouragement get to me. And a little over a year ago, I, I tried to commit suicide. I took enough to do it. The doctors are amazed that I'm still alive. My face was so swollen, it was out here like this. It was past my nose. Uh, I was gone for three days. Uh, I'm telling you, discouragement can get you. Even It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you have. Discouragement can get you. I was so... The devil had me thinking that I was nothing. That I wasn't... That I failed in my preaching. I failed in my family. I failed at being a father. I failed at being a business. I was a failure. 
I was complete failure. And I did the ultimate. I tried to take my life. And the first thing I thought of when I came back, I said, if you love the Lord so much, if you love your family so much, you love your grandchildren so much, how could you do that? The devil is real. Amen. The devil's here to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. He prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking to who he may devour, right? And he does it. He does it 24-7. So if you get your mind off, if you, if you start one little thing, it started with one little thing, and then it just creeped in, and it just kept eating at me, and kept eating at me, and kept eating at me, until I was done. And it's not that I didn't have encouragement. It's not that people wasn't there to encourage me. I wasn't looking for it. Amen. Do you know that I had... I had... A lot. I had $8,000 worth of checks out. Hot checks. I was all kind of... My wife had no idea. My wife had no idea what was going on. Nobody had no idea what was going on in Gary Youngblood's life. Because I didn't share. I didn't do what I actually sit up there and preached on... I felt like such a hypocrite because I was sitting there preaching to people, if you have a problem, come to me. But when I had a problem, I didn't go to them. The ones that are truly my friends, I did not go to them. That's why God told me to get real with myself. And let me tell you something. Encouragement is a great thing. It's like, it's like oxygen in your life. You know what I mean? It, and I don't do it like I... Jeff and I were talking earlier about how used to... I used to text everybody. And I didn't multi-text, you know, where everybody got the thing. And then they... I did individually text Different things, you know, encouraging somebody every day. And I sit there and I told Jeff, I said, I don't do that anymore. He goes, well, you know, since this scandemic, uh, we feel isolated and we don't do that anymore. I said, no, it happened before all this happened. <clears throat> and I feel so bad because... I don't do it anymore. And that's where God is bringing me today. That's what God's showing me. He goes, hey, you know, I've called you to do this. I've, this is what I've called you to do, and you're not doing it. Okay, Lord, come on now. You know, I didn't wear my steel-toed boots. You know, quit stepping on my toes, quit kicking me in the hind end. I got you. So now I started texting people. Started today. But it started. Okay. Uh, if you'll go with me to 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5, that's going to be our main text today. Of course, you know me, I'm all about Scripture because my wife told me if you put Scriptures in there, that's more about God than it is about you. So 
That's what I do. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. It says, Blessed by the God and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and a God of all comfort, who comforts us in all afflictions, so that we may be able, listen to this, so that we may be able to go out to and comfort those in any afflictions. With the comfort which ourselves are comforted by God. For just as sufferings of Jesus Christ are ours in abundance, so also is comfort is abundant through Christ. I mean to tell you, that is encouragement of all encouragements. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're talking... God is with you through all afflictions. Anything that you're going through. And I'm telling you what. You have the best. <coughs> Excuse me. You have the best visual. The best everyday happening. To see that. In your pastors. Look at my brother Terry. Man. If, if it was anybody else. We'd have done give up and gave up the ghost. Now, Terry, you know why? Because God didn't tell him to give up the ghost. He said, I still got things to do for you. He's here today. He's here at church today. And people can't come to church. <coughs> oh, Lord, I'm finna get out. I'm finna get riled up here. People won't come to church today because they're worried about getting sick. But like Jeff was sitting there telling me, they'll go to Walmart, they'll go to Brooks's, they'll go to gas station, they'll go to work. They won't come to church. My brother over there is going to come to church. He's bedridden. Last time I seen him, I, I went to his house and I went to see him and he couldn't get out of the bed. He's here at church. And you know what? If he ain't here at church, and if he's out in this world, if he's outside these four walls, he's telling somebody about Jesus. Or he's encouraging somebody. He gives me so much encouragement just looking at him. Just thinking about him. Man, I remember he used to go into Dwayne Sheriff. <coughs> and I used to love Dwayne Sheriff. I still love him. But what I really loved about it was I'm going to see Terry. Terry going to be there all the time. I loved it. Because he gives me that encouragement. Oh, man. Thank you, Terry. You're such a blessing. Encouragement is an expression of love. When somebody encourages you, they're not, saying, they're not blowing smoke up. Right? They're sitting there showing you that they care about you. That they love you enough to take time out of their day to encourage you. To make you do better than your been doing that you don't get in a slump that you don't get discouraged because let me tell you it's easy to get discouraged correct come on now we're here to be real today we are not walking out this door today the same person as you walked in today I'm going to tell you that if you don't get real with yourself that's what's going to happen and you're just going to be humdrum you're going to stay at that same level we don't want to stay at that same level. God don't call us the same level, right? He calls us to the next level. We get to that level, he goes, hey, let's go to the next level. We're supposed to be Christ-like. You're never going to get there, but there's steps to be that. 
We're going to get this far as I can go. Do I fail? Yep, sure do. Fail every day. But thank God, forgiveness is there. You can ask for forgiveness. He loves you. He hates the sin, but loves the sinner. And I dig it. I mean, that's for me. Because boy, howdy, boy, I'm a sinner. I was a sinner. I'll probably be a sinner later on, but you know what I'm saying? But right now, I'm not because I done asked for forgiveness right before I came up here. Little Lord, please forgive me. Okay. Whew. Like I said, you know, I, 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 I used to text people all the time and, 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 and encourage them. I don't do that. But you, that sad story I just told you about myself, it's not a sad story. Hallelujah. It's not a sad story. Because victory came out into that. Victory came out in that. And you know who showed me that? You know who showed me encouragement? This is what I'm talking about. Show me encouragement. Was that man right up there, Jeff. Jeff showed me encouragement. I was sitting there. I was down. I done threw all. I done lost my business. I done lost my ministry. I done lost everything. Who's going to listen to a guy that tries to commit suicide? Who's going to listen to a guy that has hot checks out? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Jeff come up to me. He said, Gary, <coughs> will you come to my church and preach? What? Thank you, Jeff, you know, what I, you know what just happened? You know what I went through? He goes, yeah. You don't think God didn't know that? (laughs) Hello? He said, God called you to preach. I've seen it. I've seen God in you. I see God in you now. Hmm, hallelujah. That day that I tried to commit suicide was the day that saved my life. I was going straight to hell, preaching it the whole way. Wasn't, oh man, come on. I was about to lose everything. I was about to lose family, friends, grandchildren. I was losing everything. And even after I got back and the Lord showed me, hey, I'm not done with you yet. The funny thing is, is I tried all kind of ways. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, if you love me, if you love me, you love you call me your child, you would take me out of this misery. You'd take it. You'd just let me come home and see you and it'd be all right. Because I am suffering here. He goes, well, do you, you don't think my other son did too? Well, it's not about him. It's about me, Lord. <laughs> Hello. He, already, he had his time. It's me now. He goes, but I'm not done with you. And I sit there and I said, well, you know what? I finally had, I mean, I sat in a hot tub in a lightning storm waiting for him to take me. 
Finally, I said, you know what? If he ain't going to do it, I'll do it myself. I could just hear him up there laughing. <laughs> okay, boy, you do what you got to do. Because you don't have the last word. I do. That's what God was telling me. He goes, I, I got the last word. You do what you do. I do what I do. And he saved me. I'm here to tell you, I love more. I appreciate things more. I'm more real about myself. I'm more real about my family. I mean to tell you, things opened up. It's like springtime when the flowers come out. And all blooming and everything. You go, oh, yeah, look at there. That's me. I was blooming, man. Everything around me was beautiful. And it still is. And I have a love for God now that you, I can't even explain how much. And it all started with encouragement. Amen. Encouragement. And that's what we are called to do. To encourage one another. For you to encourage me. For me to encourage you. That's what God called me to do. That's what God did for me. In the Gospel of John, John 16, 33, Jesus warned us, in this world you will have trouble. Oh, man. He warned us. That's pretty discouraged. I mean, that discouraged me. I mean, I'm going to have all these troubles here in the world. You know why I want to be in the world? But then again, he gives us encouragement when he says, but. Oh, you know when Jesus says, but, you know something coming. He says, but, take heart. I have overcome the world. Amen. Come on. He overcome the world. You know what? We're part of that. (laughs) We can overcome this world. Because God give us encouragement. All right? God give us encouragement just in that. Right there. But take heart. I have overcome the world. If that does not get you excited, I don't know what can. I mean, I'll do a dance, do whatever you want me to do, but you got to get excited on this stuff. We need encouragement to one another in our our Christ encounters. Okay? God calls us to encounter each other and encourage us each other daily. I'm not talking about every once in a while. I'm not talking about, well, Jeff. Jeff told me, he goes, you know, I'm not a friend that, that, and I hate that because I'm not a friend that really calls my friends, that I call my friends, and I ask them how they're doing. And I talk to them or say, hey, come on, let's go do stuff. And I said, let me encourage you, Jeff. Let me encourage you today. You are not that kind of friend that you're talking about. And I don't need that kind of friend. But all I know is I got a friend that I can call any time of the day, no matter what he's doing, and he will be there for me. And he'll be there for y'all. Because that's who he is. That's your pastor. How lucky you are. How people don't see the luckiness that they have. The encouragement they get daily. We have to open our eyes to receive that encouragement too. That's what happened to me is I did not open my eyes. I did not ask. I didn't want that encouragement. I was happy where I was. (coughs) Or I thought I was happy, I would assume. 
Hebrews 3.13 says, But exhort one another daily. They didn't say every once in a while. It said daily. I myself like to, would like to step that up to all day long. Of course, we're too busy for all that. But if we think that away, and the times that we're not, we can encourage people. We can encourage people while we're doing the things that we're doing. You know, everybody knows Ryan Ballard, and he, he encouraged me because he goes to work and encourages people. He, he has church at work. He had, on their breaks, he's got these guys that gather up, and they, they gather up and, and study the Word of God. That's encouragement. That encourages me. Man, it, it, encouragement is something that belongs to each and every Christian. Amen. You don't have to go through this world alone. You know. You have the body of Christ that will hold you up, that will encourage you, that will, that will do anything. I guarantee you, you can call Jeff, you can call Terry, you can call Cassandra, you can call pretty much anybody, and they will help you. But you got to call them. Jesus, I guarantee you, if you call him, if you call on his name, he will help you through your afflictions. He's there. He's there through all of your affliction. All you have to do, it's like I always say, Lord, you know, thank you for what you did for me. He goes, yeah, all you got to do is ask, dummy. You know what I mean? That's all he wants you to do is ask. That should give you encouragement. That should give you encouragement. I mean, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And you have the God of encouragement waiting to show you his mercy. And to love the need that you have. Just to help you. Just to help you. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all who are weary and, and burdened, and I will give you rest. How many burdens you got today? Huh? How many burdens you got? How, how weary are you? I'm telling you what. I had burdens, and I know what God has done for us. I know what God has done for me. I'm here to tell you, you need to get real about yourself today. They heard, um, we preached a revival, but God showed me, when Jeff invited me one time to, uh, where was it? Turner Falls. Casey paid for let Jeff go, and Jeff invited me. And man, I was like, man, I can't, you know, I can't do that. He said, yeah, man, I really need you to come. I said, okay. And I'm dealing with stuff. You know, this this is right after this stuff happened with me. You know, <clears throat> and I had things in my life that were going on, and I'm still really not at the place I need to be. So I went there just like Jeff did to seek God. 
to seek God's face. And I sit there and we, we laughed, we cried, we, we praised, we studied. It was so amazing. It was nobody there. You know, it was just me and Jeff and the Holy Spirit. It was amazing. Thank you, Casey. That was so much needed. I like to call it our search, not, a, not our trip, but our search. It's the search for God. But God told me when I came out of that, he said, I don't, I don't want you to preach in the same four walls. It's like, huh? I like, I, I like that. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, I'm not that good to go preach everywhere, you know what I mean? Uh, people don't like me that much. But I was sitting there, and he said, no, I need you to go out and preach to the world, to the church. And I was like, oh, man. I'm a little short, fat guy. Nobody's going to take me serious. He goes, yeah, but you're six foot four in my eyes. You're a mighty big man in God. <laughs> Does that not give me encouragement? Yes. That gives you encouragement, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, yeah. Amen, yeah. Okay. But when I did that, I was like, oh. And you know what he said? I was like, oh, yeah, put me in. You know, what do you want for me? He said, it's, 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 it. y'all heard this, and I, and I still can't get through it. But he said, because I was all excited. I said, okay, put me in. You know, where you want, what do you want me to do? Tell me what you want me to do. Oh, I'm so excited. Let me help you. Let me do God's work. He goes, you know what I want you to do? This is exactly what he said. He says, you know what the Lord your God wants you to do? I said, what? What? I want you to get real. I want you to get real about yourself. I want you to get real about your relationship with me. What? I thought we already went through that. He goes, you thought you did. Amen. He thought you did. Amen. But I, your God, know that you haven't. So you need to examine yourself. You need to look deep inside yourself. And let me tell you something. <laughs> That's not a pretty sight. Amen. That was not a joy for me. It's like I asked for an instant replay. I didn't even ask for it. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it anyway. And it's, it was very painful to watch. But I'm here to tell you now, you're going to have to get real with yourselves. Right now, today, you think you're real, but you're not. There's so many people in churches today, and, that, and I hate, it cringes, I really hate to say, but many people in the church today are going to die and, go to, and not go to heaven. They think they're going to heaven, but they're not. So you never, people really need to look at themselves. They never really need to look at their relationship with their Lord and Savior. You need to look at your relationship with your wife. You need to look at your relationship with your family. I had to go through all that. I had to go through all that. And it was painful. I had to apologize to my wife. And she, I knew it. 
I had to apologize to my kids. I even had to apologize to my grandchildren. They don't really know, but I apologize to them because that's what the Lord wants me to do. I apologize to my daughter that ran away. That She went out the window two years ago. And I didn't talk to her, didn't see her. I didn't hear a word from her. She talked to her mother a little bit. But when she came back, she got in a spot where she couldn't get out of. And when she came back, I was still hurt. She tore me up. She broke my heart. She, she cut me deep. And, and I didn't realize that I didn't forgive her. I was sitting there going, you know, Lord, you're going to have to help me here. I just, I cannot deal with this. I, it's, it's not working in me. I'm not, I'm feeling this. I'm doing this. He goes, it's not about you. What are you talking about? It's not about me. <coughs> it's all about me. I'm the one suffering. Ain't nobody suffering but me. He goes, it's not about you. I heard you the first time. Heard you the first time. He goes, it's not about you. It's about what I have for you to show her. I always use and abuse, Lord. That's what you do to me. But I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Everybody finna throw tomatoes at me or something. I like tomatoes, but they hurt when they throw them real hard. Oh. But finally, I, I was able to go home and I said, Heaven, please, I need to talk to you. She thought she was in trouble. So I said, I forgive you. You hurt me. I told her. I told her exactly what happened. I told her the way I felt. Matter of fact, I was preaching that revival and I was asking the Lord, and I was studying, and I was doing all kind of stuff, and I couldn't get a word. I couldn't get one word. And I was like, Lord, you know, I'm going to preach a little bit. You know. And he said, he didn't say nothing. But when I forgave her, when I got real in my life, it was like a flood. It was like the gates opened and it just flooded all on me. And I was like, Lord, I only got like 30, 40 minutes. You're going to slow down, you know. I'm a fat man. I don't know if my heart can take you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All this bombardment of it. But it was, a, it was from forgiveness. That should give you encouragement. Everything about God and God's Word should give you encouragement. Amen. And it's not just to give you the encouragement, but for you to go out and shed the encouragement. To share it, not shed it, share. Like you're an animal, I'm shedding my coat. It's to go out and share the encouragement. Not just the people here, but people at your work. People that you know. People that you just come in contact with. I like to go... I like to go like to the doctor's office or something, sit by somebody sitting alone, and sit there and go, what's up? Uh, have, you heard, uh, have you heard about that fella, uh, what's his name? 
You heard about that feller Jesus? You know what I'm saying? Have you heard about that feller Jesus? And if they say no, then you're able to share it with them. If not, then you can encourage them to do more for Jesus. To encourage them. And they'll probably and you know, usually when you go to encourage somebody, you get encouraged. How many times, Terry, have you gone to pray for somebody and got healed yourself? I've done that many times. I went up there and was, I didn't even know I needed healing. Or I knew I, I was hurting, but I didn't, I didn't ask for it. I wasn't asking for myself. But I, I unselfishly went to somebody else to pray for them, and through that I was healed. Yes, sir. That's your pastor. That's your encouragement right there. That's your encouragement right there. This place, this building is an encouragement. It's an encouragement to the world. It's a light set on a hill. It's a light set on a hill. Not to be dimmed. Not to be covered, but to shine. This is what this church is all about. And it takes getting out of these four walls. I mean, this is great for Sunday and Wednesday. What about Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? What about them? You know, I, I really don't have a church home. Because I'm evangelizing now. And people go, well, you need to go to church. I go to church every day. Huh? That's what I'm talking about. I go to church every day. You don't go to church? No, I have church. I have church every day. Me and my family, we have church. I know for a fact that all my family have a relationship with Jesus. I know. And we celebrate that. And we study about that. Now, my children, they don't do it as much, of course. Too busy on them video game, on that phone. The happiest time in my house is when the kids run out of minutes on their phone. <laughs> or it could be the worst, huh? Because when they, you don't ever hear from them, and then when they got the phone, they're, you know, I need a card, I need a card. Matter, matter of fact, when I leave here, I got to go to Walmart and get my daughter one. No lie, no lie at all. But I'm here to tell you, if you love the Lord, if you say you love the Lord, you need to get real. And you need to encourage people. It don't take nothing. It does not take nothing. Encouragement is like oxygen to your life. It gives you breath. Just like the Word of God. It, it lives and breathes. And it gives you... I love that song. It's there in our lungs. The praise. We praise. I love it. Thank you. That was like a God thing. I needed that. But uh, 
just when you go out today, just tell somebody, bless you. I love going, and now all the girls at McDonald's, they, they say, bless you. And it's neat because I went in there and a girl said, bless you. I thought, well, that's neat. And I got down, the, down at the other end and I was like, oh, man, I should have tipped her. You know what I mean? She gave me that encouragement. I should show her how much I appreciate it. So I told that lady, I said, here, here's $3. Please go back there and give that girl that and tell her to keep on blessing people. Now everybody in that Walmart or in that uh, McDonald's, bless you. Have a blessed day. I'm going broke. I don't, eat, I don't hardly eat at McDonald's anymore. I guess that's God taking care of me. I like McDonald's. But, uh, I mean, that's all I have for you. This is what God has shown me. It's not that I'm, oh, I'm not that. I'm just like you. I'm real. I suffer each day. I have afflictions. But God's with me, and I know how to use it now. Amen. I know how to use my weapons that I have in my bag, that, that I have in my book, that I have stored in here and in here. I know how to use that now. And please, if you ever, ever have discouragement or if you ever get down and, and you don't think you can, please talk to somebody. You have ample knowledgement here. You have ample spiritual guidance here at this church. And they have not a problem of telling you about it. Jeff don't have a problem telling me when I'm messing up. I thank you for that. I don't enjoy it, but I thank you for that. Just like when Jeff's messing up, I'm sure Casey can tell him, hey, you're messing up. <laughs> huh? <laughs> we hold each other accountable. We encourage one another. We love God. God loves us. Happy life. Happy life. I have all my things that's happened to me. You know, I say, why is this happening to me? I mean, what did I do? What have I done? Can I go somewhere? What have I done wrong? God says, yeah, I'm just teaching you. If you start, if you realize that, that the trials that you go through, that the things that you go through, it's just a learning curve. It's just something that you learn. You probably wasn't listening and God's setting you down saying, hey, look at here. Look at here, boy. This is how it, this is how it goes. So you really need to get real about yourself. I don't want to keep, I've already preached my message. But let me tell you something. If you need prayer right now, come up here.